from the west side of Charlotte, North Carolina. This is Here for Good. Here for Good! Here for Good! A collection of stories and conversations with the kinfolk of QC Family Tree. 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 Listen in as we seek to awaken the popular imagination to new possibilities of abundance and spark social action for the common good. I'm one of the kinfolk. My name is Helms Gerald. We want you to have a heads up about what you can expect from our podcast. Today, we'll give you an idea of how each episode of Here for Good is set up, and we'll let you know about what's coming up during season one. Here for Good is all about awakening the popular imagination to the good life, the common good, where all may flourish. Throughout season one, you'll hear voices of folks who are exploring concepts and embodying practices that move us toward collective abundance. In short, this podcast explores the question, what are we here for? What are we here for? From the Education of Little Tree, entitled The Secret Place by Forrest Carter. Reckon a million little critters live along the spring branch. If you could be a giant and look down on its bends and curves, you would know the spring branch is a river of life. I was the giant, being over two feet tall. I squatted a giant like to study the little marshes where trickles of the stream eddied off into low places. Frog laid eggs, big crystal balls of jelly that had polywogs dotted all through them, waiting for the time to eat their way out. Rock minnows darted to chase muskbugs scattering across the stream. When you held a muskbug in your head, it smelled like real, it smelled real sweet and thick. Once I spent a whole afternoon collecting some muskbugs, just a few in my pocket, for they are hard to catch. I took them to Grandma as I knew she loved sweet smells. She always put honeysuckle in her live soap, and when she made it. She was more excited about the muskbugs than I was my near. She said she had never smelled anything so sweet and couldn't figure how she had missed out on knowing about muskbugs. At the supper table, she told Grandpa about it before I could and how it's the brandest new thing she had ever smelled. Grandpa was struck dumbfounded. I let him smell of them and he said, he had lived 70 odd years totally unaware of such a smell. Grandma said I had done right. For when you come on something that is good, first thing to do is share it with whoever you can find. That way the good spreads out to where no telling it will go, which is right. There is light. We want to have conversations with folks doing the good work, living the good life, co-creating the good life in their places. During this segment of the podcast, we'll take some time to shed a little light on the good people of the world who are the little lights of hope and abundance.
like the old mass meetings. We're here in all of our diversity. We're here in the human family. There is a fire raging now for the poor of this society. They are living in tragic conditions because of the terrible economic injustices that keep them locked in. We have to deal with our war economy and systemic racism and systemic poverty and ecological devastation. And finally, we have to deal with the moral narrative. We are traveling around this country building this Poor People's Campaign, a national call for moral revival. What we want to do now is hear a little bit from the local community who are a part of this campaign. I've spent five years, five or so more years homeless. Living on minimum wage has caused me to have to figure out on a daily basis how to afford basic necessities. While the U.S. sends trillions abroad, my friends, family, and fellow veterans suffer the economic consequences of the war economy. I have two children, and I enjoy raising them while acknowledging that being poor is a struggle of human rights. But when I lost my housing, health care, and income all at the same time, I was terrified, panicked. I want to stand here and reclaim the power and dignity of the mujeres in my life. I can't afford to pay a cab. It was one thing to know that you didn't have water and you couldn't afford your water. It's a whole nother to find out that they shut off your entire community and none of you matter. And in the aftermath of climate change disasters, poor people are, and people of color are the ones to lose their homes. Who can't survive this 725? No parents should have, in America should have to bury their children for lack of medical Being poor is not a sin. Poverty is a sin. Being homeless is not a sin. Homelessness is a sin. And we are here, and it's time for us to be the remnant that can transform the nation. We are calling for a season of moral resistance, a season of organizing, a season of nonviolent, massive civil disobedience. There will be a movement that will break through the curve. the things my family did. I am not the voices in my head. I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside. I am light. Find it. 
What's the word this week? During this segment, you'll hear our take on the Revised Common Lectionary and the Narrative Lectionary text, looking ahead to the worship, preaching, and teaching moments in your congregations. And now a word from our neighbors. Granny. Yeah. I'm starting a podcast. Starting a podcast? Mm-hmm. It's going to be all about the good things in the world. You want to be in it? Oh, uh, maybe. Okay, so there's going to be some times when we're going to have interviews with people that we think are doing really good things in the world. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Poor People's Campaign and other movements for social justice. All right. Then I'm going to have to have conversations with you about the scripture because you're the one that knows the Bible better than I do. That sounds fun. And then after that, we're going to talk about things that we um, we look to for hope. And maybe we'll have some neighbors come on the podcast too. And then I'm going to call my brother or talk to you about how we got into being who we are. And that's always going to go back to 80s and 90s TV for oh. me. Um, Punky and then, Brewster. Of course, Punky Brewster. And then we're going to take some time to share things that we've seen lately that we think are cool or interesting and tell people how they can get a hold of us and invite them to have conversations with us about the topics on the podcast. How's that sound to you? That sounds pretty interesting. You promise you're going to be in it? I would love to be in it. Okay, good. This is Greg's manifesto for QC Family Tree from May... Of 2018. There is no flourishing in empire. Pharaoh's house may look appealing, but the facade of fine build buildings and great feasting belies the rotten truth at the core. In empire, whether Egypt, Rome, Babylon, or America, all is built on suffering. Any economy whose foundation is the sand of extraction and exploitation will finally crumble, crushing the bodies of the poor and the souls of the wealthy. There is no flourishing in such an economy and no hope for flourishing. There is only hope in departure and leaving for the wilderness. The wilderness can be a harsh place to, to try and survive, but it is there that communities discover something that cannot be known in the narrative of Pharaoh's empire, the abundance of God. A tree tells the story of God's abundance. In a forest, it does the patient work of building a neighborhood where all can flourish. To flourish, a tree needs two main things. For one, it needs deep roots. It needs sinews twisting in every direction with big branches and smaller shoots and millions of little root hairs to anchor it into its place. There it will work with the dirt and the worms and the bugs to establish itself in such a way that it can withstand many storms. The tree needs good soil its genius is in doing the slow and patient work of building that soil. It drops leaves. It invites birds who leave behind little packets of fertilizer. It creates a little neighborhood where everyone brings their gifts to support everyone else. And when it dies, the tree leans down and becomes food for the next generation, just as its ancestors did for it. The tree needs deep roots and good soil, and it will do this by itself. 
that will not be enough. The abundance of this neighborhood is only built by the gift of God, a gift that is not promised. It's not guaranteed, but it is promised, and that gift is rain. The tree can do everything in its power, but without the gift of rain that it cannot provide, but that it must have, it will be nothing. So it is out in the wilderness that by imaginative work we do what we can do, and we trust in the mystery of God. And by our slow and patient work, we build together what Pharaoh can never create. To build abundant neighborhoods where creatures of every sort can flourish is God's imagination for the world. So Ezekiel, in the crush of Babylon's empire, dreams this oracle of God's people flourishing in the wilderness. Someday I, the Lord, will cut a tender twig from the top of a cedar tree, then plant it on the peak of Israel's tallest mountain where it will grow strong branches and produce large fruit. All kinds of birds will find shelter under the tree, and they will rest in the shade of its branches. Every tree in the forest will know that I, the Lord, can bring down tall trees and help short ones grow. I dry up green trees and make dry ones green. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will keep my word. Thanks for listening to Here for Good. Here for Good. Here for Good. Sponsored by QC Family Tree. 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 Here for Good. Here for Good. I was going to say, I don't want to say it anymore.